Hello everyone and a pleasant good afternoon, evening to you wherever you may be. I'm Ben Charles, this is another roundup, roundup number 10. We're going to review Smackdown from March 24th, 2023 first, and then we'll review Raw, March 27th, and then AEW Dynamite on March 29th, 2023. We're going to immediately begin with Smackdown. Smackdown was fucking terrible, except for three things on the entire show. The main event of this show, the opening match of this show... And Rey, Rey Mysterio finally beating up Dominic, which got a huge reaction, by the way. Those are the only three good things on this entire show. This show sucked. Triple H, Bruce Prichard, William Reed, what are y'all doing? This show's terrible. Cody Rhodes versus Ludwig Kaiser. Louis Kaiser got no entrance. This man is a tag team guy fighting Cody Rhodes. There should be no reason why Imperium should be fighting Cody Rhodes on the road to wrestling. No reason. None. Zero. None. Cody beats him. This match went 13 minutes. I gave this match a seven and a half. Logic one because Cody Rhodes beat Louis fucking Kaiser. Cody Rhodes, um, actually Paul Heyman came out in the middle of the match, by the way, for no reason. Solo came out for no reason. Heyman says he'll face Solo on Raw. Cody then says that um, Paul Heyman interrupted the crowd while he was singing Cody, while the crowd was singing Cody Rhodes' song. Why is Cody Rhodes more focused about his goddamn song more than Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns? Roman says he'll be on next Friday SmackDown, which I will not review because SmackDown's card for that show is terrible. Horrible. Charlotte Flair cuts a promo. Charlotte says that that was not built on fear, insecurities, or nepotism. The same three things that have been used by against her by everyone since she started this business. Fear is a lack of understanding and ignorance. This business wasn't built on fear. It was built on respect. She doesn't fear Rhea Ripley. The only thing Flair fears is her own potential. She respected every woman she's ever entered the ring with. Oh, excuse me. Okay, first of all, what? The only thing Charlotte Flair fears is her own potential. So, Charlotte Flair is worried about Rhea Ripley's own potential? Um, Rhea Ripley should be a three-time women's champion by the next two years. I don't know why anybody should be fearing about Rhea Ripley's potential. Now, the only thing we fear, Charlotte, is your ass winning against Rhea Ripley for the second time in three years. That is the only thing we're worried about. No rating for this promo. It was terrible. Moving on. Who cares? Kevin and Sammy talking backstage. All you need to know. Rey Mysterio comes out versus L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight beat Rey Mysterio. This match went nine minutes. L.A. Knight rolled this man up because of Dominic Mysterio. Dominic grabs his foot and L.A. Knight beats Rey Mysterio. Okay. Okay, first of all, I got to say something here. I gotta say something here. LA Knight did not need to beat Rey Mysterio. I would have been fine if Rey Mysterio won a match 
against LA Knight. LA Knight is doing nothing. Apparently, so apparently we gave LA Knight a win. For what? Who asked for the win? Dominic gets on the microphone. Dominic asks if his father is going to give him what he wants. He shoves his father and he asks if he'll run away. Will he finally be a man and face him at WrestleMania? Wayne angrily stares at his son and waves it and he uh, shakes his finger back and forth. He says no. Ray rolls out of the ring. Dominic tells his father to walk away like he always does. Dominic asks his own mom what it's like to be married to such a pathetic loser. This coward cannot stand up to his own son. He goes ringside. He approaches his mom and his sister, Aaliyah. Did his mother know she married a deadbeat? She angrily looks at him. She sat there every night while his father abandoned him. His sister gets in his face. Dominic calls her stupid. Angie grabs a microphone. But he grabs her back and, tell, and yells to shut up. Ray has seen enough. Ray just... Ray finally beats up Dominic. Ray says Dominic pushed him to this. Dominic cannot disrespect his own mother like that. That's why his wife. You wanted to fight at WrestleMania? You're on. He says, I'll see you at WrestleMania. Dominic backs away from his father. Ray tends to the family that he's not fighting at WrestleMania. This was awesome. This was great. Ray and Dominic are finally fighting at WrestleMania. Thank God. Now can Ray Mysterio beat the shit out of Dominic Mysterio? Please. Andy Kaufman is heading into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Sami Zayn will be a guest on the Chaos Show, which we will talk about. WrestleMania goes Hollywood in eight days. Of course we do. Liv Morgan and Raquel Gonzalez are shown at ringside. Why the fuck were they at ringside? Uh, can they wrestle in a match? Apparently not. <clears throat> Apparently they were at ringside for this fucking match. Lacey Evans and Zia Lee versus Shotzi, uh, not Blackheart, just Shotzi and Natalya. This match went three minutes. Natalia tapped out. Exile uh, Lee. No rating. Shotzi and Natalia have qualified for the WrestleMania Women's Tag Team Showcase. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler come out. Baszler cuts a promo. She says a lot of women in the ring have a reason to hate them. They've broken their hands, arms, noses, and spirits. They can give them a reason to hate them. Ronda Rousey declines. They've sold out this arena enough and never got any respect. Yeah, you got beat by Holly Holm. Who the hell is Holly Holm? Shayna says they've been added to the WrestleMania Showcase match. They haven't even won a match! How the fuck were y'all added to this match? Y'all weren't even qualifying! Contract signing for the Intercontinental Championship Triple Threat. Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Gunther, they signed the contract. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, hold on. <clears throat> Uh, Adam Pierce, he welcomes everyone. Seamus music comes out. Seamus comes out. Uh, Seamus with Ridge Holland and Butch. Seamus says, imagine working for 15 years to achieve a, a particular goal. Then imagine telling your best friend that goal and him trying to steal it for you. It's a friend that you did so much for, including bringing him to his first training session for the business. Seamus and the Brawling Brutes get on the apron. Seamus says to imagine getting the opportunity to smash that person's face because they're a backstabber. Drew actually comes out. He says, imagine shutting up. <laughs> McIntyre says it's embarrassed that Seamus keeps carrying on. Last week, they reminded everyone why they're the most fiscal superstars in this company. 
after they should have been in the bar laughing about it. Now Seamus has a bad temper. He can't separate personal and business. McIntyre has beaten him before, and he knows he can beat Gunther. Seamus cannot. Pierce can, says they can fight a week from now, but he needs three signatures on the contract. Two get taken care of when McIntyre signs, Seamus signs, Gunther runs to the ring. He wants Pierce to justify this match where these two could pin each other and he can still lose. Pierce begs him to back down. He angrily signs it. Gunther says, by the way, whatever he does to retain his IC title WrestleMania will be justified, I'm sure. Uh, Gunther will be dragged to Sheamus and even the brawling brutes. Butch beats his ass and we get a break. And we got a break. Butch versus Gunther. This match was awesome. This match went uh, 11, 12 minutes. This was great. Uh, Gunther beat his ass. Sheamus and Drew fight on the outside. Butch beat his ass. So, yeah. Butch and Gunther have a good match. Um, yeah, that's all you need to know. Gunther beat... Book, excuse me. Good Gunther hits Butch with a clothesline. And then the last sympathy for the win. This was great. I gave this match an 8 and Logic a 5. That was the best I can get for this match. Uh, Sheamus... Approaches Gunther. McIntyre hits Gunther with a Claymore kick. McIntyre and, McIntyre and Sheamus stare at each other. And that was that. <clears throat> Street Pro is backstage. They're excited about being in the WrestleMania Tag Team Showcase. Who cares? Ross Roman and Ricochet. Who cares? Get them off TV. Strowman and Ricochet are doing nothing as a tag team. And they're not a tag team. Get them off TV. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal with six other fucking tag teams! So, we recap next week on SmackDown. <clears throat> Drew McIntyre and Sheamus versus Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. Why are Imperium jobbers? Why? They're losing to fucking Drew McIntyre and Sheamus! Why? KO show with Sami Zayn. Um, Sami Zayn makes his way down. Owens asks if he did Zayn's introduction correctly. Sami says he didn't want a big introduction. He wanted to come out together, but Sami wanted to come out by himself. Zayn wanted to talk about WrestleMania. <clears throat> Sami wants to talk, has been wanting to take down Roman Reigns, the Usos, and the Bloodline for months now. He says if Owens realized what they're on the verge of doing. They started together in Montreal from nothing and are on the verge of winning the tag team titles when they're not a goddamn tag team. I understand why Sammy and KO need to win the, the SmackDown or the, and the Raw tag team titles. I get it. That does not mean they're a goddamn tag team and that does not mean it's the right fucking decision. KO told him months ago after Roman Reigns gave him the honorary loose shirt, he told him he needs a new shirt. Owens unveils the new KO Mania shirt, but, hold on, Kevin Owens gives Sammy another shirt. It says, WrestleZania, which I thought was cool. Crowd cheered. It was awesome. Uh, it, it, it sounds fitting anyway. The Usos then beat them, beat them up. The Usos take out KO, then they take out Sami Zayn with the 1D. Owens chases them off. The Usos stare at them and the show goes off the air. SmackDown was fucking terrible. Except the main event segment. The main event of the show was Butch and Guther and the opening match of Cody Rose versus Ludwig Kaiser. Why are Imperium losing matches is my, is my question. 
They should not be losing goddamn matches. What's this? Yeah, this show is terrible. We're on the Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw, March 27th, 2023, from the Footprint Center in Phoenix, Arizona. We immediately begin with the Miss. Miss TV, another Miss TV segment. Miss, get off my TV. Anyway, uh, Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus, they all come out. The Miz tells the crowd to cheer for all of them. Miz then asks for Lita and Trish, why make their returns to play back up to Becky, Lit Becky Lynch? Lita holds up her title and says she doesn't feel like a backup. She feels like one half of the women's tag team titles, which needs to be retired. After WrestleMania, retire the women's tag team titles. Damage Control come out. Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Neo Sky. Bailey says she's heard enough. The crowd boos them. Bailey calls the people in Phoenix idiots. They get they all get in the ring. This match at WrestleMania isn't just another match. This is their lives. Every step they've taken since SummerSlam has led them to this match. Trish Stratus and Lita are here acting like they mean something when they last meant something 20 years ago. Trish said the title on Lita's show to make her mean something right now. Uh, Bailey says at one point in her life, this would have been the ultimate dream match for them. Going against someone she came up with in this company and two of their heroes at WrestleMania. The crowd uh, says, what? Anyway, uh, Bailey says the people have accomplished nothing. Now their dream is to take out the top woman in this division. Yes, because Becky Lynch is the top woman in this division. Meanwhile, Bianca Belair is holding the Raw Women's Championship. Who writes this shit? Uh, Becky asks what Bailey will do if that happens. Bailey has been doing absolutely nothing. Dakota Kai and Io Sky went from being great to being lackeys. That is correct. They have done nothing. They've lost matches. Lynch thought this would, Lynch thought this would end at War Games, and then when they took the title, now it can end at WrestleMania. Becky Lynch will battle Io Sky. Becky Lynch vs. E.O. Sky is your first match on the show. I did not care about this match. And really, honestly, until the end of the match, this match was... Oh, it was rough to get through. There was botches in this match. There was mistimings. There was um, just pretty much bad communication in the first half of the match. The crowd was into it at the end. But um, I prefer really a good first half and also a decent second half. This was a bad first half, so I'm already giving this, essentially, wrestling 5, logic 1. That's the best I can get for this match. Becky Lynch 1, you all know where this is leading to. Becky Lynch is not losing before WrestleMania. There you go. Next segment. Oh, boy. This fucking next segment. Oh, excuse me. Replays of Cody versus Cody and Roman last week on Raw. There you go. Solo Sokoa walking backstage with Paul Heyman. Asuka's career highlight reel in, ahead of her match against Bianca Belair, which was great. Asuka, show, Asuka is finally getting the recognition. You know, all of her stuff on NXT, all of her stuff on the main roster, they're all being shown. Great. Replays are shown of Logan Paul being attacked by Rollins last week on Impulsive TV. Every time Logan Paul shows up, it's fucking impulsive. Kathy Kelly calls up with... He, Kathy Kelly with Seth Rollins. Mustafa Ali interrupts him. Mustafa Ali wants Rollins to see the bright side of being knocked out by Logan Paul twice. Rollins thinks that Rollins needs to think more positive Ali. 
That's what Mustafa Ali said word for word. Mustafa Ali, get off my television. For that line alone, get off TV. Rollins has a better idea. Ali wanted a match against him. Rollins will grant his wish. Mustafa Ali says that's not what he wanted. Mustafa Ali loses in two minutes. No rating. Moving on. Rollins cuts a promo, which was great. Rollins says in five in five days, on April 1st, he will finally get his hands on Logan Paul. Lo- Rollins says Logan Paul has a history of making a joke out of himself. Yes, with the fucking scamming shit for fucking Prime, which is still terrible. If Rollins can't beat Logan Paul at WrestleMania, he's not the joke. Rollins is. Paul threw him out the Rumble. He cost him out the Chamber. He cheap shouted him once, but twice. In five days, it all comes back around. April 1st happens to be Logan Paul's birthday. The WWE Universe won't be serenading Logan Paul with happy birthday at WrestleMania. They'll be singing Rollins' song. And he says, I'll see you at WrestleMania, Logan Paul. Great promo from Seth Rollins. Other than that... The match between him and Mustafa Ali, absolutely zero rating. Baron Corbin complaining to Adam Pearce backstage. Who cares? Baron Corbin sucks. Get off TV. Chelsea Green comes up. She wants to break her boot off. Her boot off in Pearce's. Okay, pause. First of all, what? Chelsea Green wants to put a foot in Adam Pearce's behind. Why? <laughs> Why? Chelsea Green, you haven't won a match since being on Raw. You haven't won a match. Neither has Piper Niven, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. Chelsea Green is absolute. Her, the way she's being booked is terrible. She won on this show. Um, Cancel Ray and Mia Yim. I refuse to call her by her other name. Her name is Mia Yim. So they'll be the fi- the winners will be in the final team in the WrestleMania showcase. Corbin cannot believe it was that easy for them. Yes, Baron Corbin complaining about the booking for Monday Night Raw. I've been complaining about the booking of Raw for the last four months, Baron Corbin. Where the hell have you been? Brock Lesnar Moss, WrestleMania weigh in. No rating for this goddamn segment. I'm not going over this segment. The hell out of here. I'm not going over this shit. Omas beat, Omas boot Brock Lesnar in the face. Wonderful. Who the hell cares? Omas sucks. Get him off my TV expeditiously. Who cares? Next. We got a Charlotte Flair highlight reel. Byron Saxton with Rhea Ripley. Rhea, uh, Rhea says Flair's legacy is unmatched, but her legacy won't define Rhea Ripley's destiny. Ripley must beat Charlotte Flair. She must prove that she's the best and must become the biggest star in this industry, and she needs Charlotte Flair's title. So, Flair can't stop her from becoming SmackDown Women's Champion at WrestleMania. That's all she says. We have an eight-man tag team match. Oh, sorry. Before we go to the eight-man tag team match, Finn Balor cut a great promo on this show. Fantastic promo did Finn Balor cut. It was awesome. Finn Balor's in a dark room. Finn Balor says it was always going to end this way with them dragging each other into the Hell in a Cell structure. Which I hope is not fucking red. Edge says he was baptized in the cell and thrives there. Now Edge wants to lock himself inside the cell. Doesn't Edge know there's nothing more dangerous than a caged demon? Edge can go to his dark place, light his candles, and do whatever he needs to do to unlock it. But he doesn't need to summon his demons. They're always there. You just have to look closely 
And then Finn Balor's demon image flashes over his face. Which was a very, very creepy as hell visual. And it was great. Finn Balor cut the best promo on this entire show. By leaps and bounds. Oh boy. This next match. A preview of WrestleMania Showcase. Which I don't even know if it's even on the pre-show or not. The Street Profits. Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. And Braun Strowman and Ricochet. By the way. I gotta point this out. I gotta do this. Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. The Street Profits. Braun Strowman. Still employed. Ricochet, still employed. Chad Gable, still employed. Otis, still employed. Maxine Dupree, still employed. Marseille, still employed. Maxwell, still employed. Viking Raiders, still employed. Eric, still employed. Valhalla, still employed. Ivar, still employed. This show sucks! The fuck is this match? Why was this on the show? Get this shit out of here! Shirt Brothers, Braun Strowman, and Ricochet won. That's all you need to know. No rating! Who gives a flying fuck? Uh, Kathy Kelly with Cody Rhodes. Uh, she asks Cody if he is in a vulnerable position against Solo. He likes this position, says Cody. Does the bloodline think he has a chance against Solo Sokoa? Cody Rhodes is sure they'll laugh. Why is it important that he faces Solo six days before WrestleMania? They want to see if Rhodes has earned it. This fire started long before the Royal Rumble. He says he's not only has not only has Rhodes earned it, he lived it. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure the guys, I'm sure the both of us, me and Cabo, I, I think like all the both of us, I think we entirely think differently about Cody earning. Now, we're not saying Cody never earned it at all. It's just the way he earned it. Yeah, that was, that. that's the only thing we hated about the entire thing. Other than that, there you go. Cody will battle solo on the main event. The Bloodline parody of the Goodfellas, uh, Goodfellas movie. That was great. It was awesome. <laughs> Roman Reigns is a complete asshole in this commercial. Go find this commercial whenever you can. This was great. Bianca Belair, career highlight reel. Taking her time back in NXT. All of her stuff on the main roster when she was on SmackDown in the Thunderdome. Bianca Belair did great. This was a good, this was a lot, there was a lot of good video packages and a lot of good uh, career highlight reels leading into the match at WrestleMania. So Bianca and Asuka, at WrestleMania, which we will review. Austin Theory stood in the ring in the empty arena. He literally, almost what, he got the key to get inside the arena, and he stood in the ring. He says, this Saturday at WrestleMania, Austin Theory will lose everything according to John Cena. John Cena is wrong. Cena thinks he exposed him on the microphone, but Cena exposed himself as not being able to see the future right in front of his eyes. Cena wanted to hit him with a reality check that no one believes in him, Austin Theory is in the ring alone because there's no difference between being in an empty arena or in a sold-out arena in SoFi Stadium, which I'm hearing um, WrestleMania Night 1, I'm hearing SoFi Stadium is going to be having 70,000 people for Night 1. So that's very, very big right there. Austin Theory doesn't do this for the WWE Universe or for a kid growing up wanting to be the next Austin Theory. He doesn't do it for the kid who wants to be the next John Cena. He does this for himself. And the purpose... And the purpose of him is to be the future and he said the per the person who had a purpose before anyone had an opinion about him it's sad to know that theory would have let cena go down to hero but he made this personal everyone looks up to cena so it'll be fitting that cena will be looking up to him when austin theory beats john cena at wrestlemania 
looks up at the WrestleMania sign, and that's the end of the promo. This was the second best promo on this entire show. Finn Balor cut the best promo on the entire show. Nobody will change my mind. Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green versus Kansler Ram Mia Yim. This match went five minutes. Chelsea Green hit Mia Yim with the unprettier. That's all you need to know. This shit sucks. No rating. Let's move on. Kathy Kelly backstage. By the way, Kathy Kelly had four segments on this show. Four segments. She talks to Paul Heyman. Heyman quotes scripture and he says that Cody Rhodes fears no tribal chief. He quotes Psalms, I believe. Uh, Cody, he says Cody is not ready. Rhodes asks why is it so important to face Solo just six days before WrestleMania. Heyman says it's relevant. Uh, Solo is ready to weaken Rhodes before his match against Roman. Solo is here to put a beating on Cody Rhodes, so he's not 100%. People may not think this is dignified of Roman Reigns, but Reigns will stoop to those levels to stay on the island of relevancy. That's the difference between Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. Reigns came to Heyman and stopped being the big dog and became the tribal chief. Why did Paul Heyman mention him as the big dog? What the fuck? Why? Why did he mention him as... Come on, bro. <laughs> oh my god. Ridiculous. Cody was never ready to fill the dreams of Dusty. Rose was never ready to be the man of his generation or this generation. Cody is not ready to beat Roman. Cody needs to be beaten by Solo. Cody then needs to prepare for a verbal beating by Roman this Friday because SmackDown, Cody, and Roman will be on SmackDown. Which I will not review because it sucks. The car for it sucks, so I'm not reviewing it. Cody needs to be ready to lose to Roman this Sunday. And Paul Heyman says, in the glory of his own defeat when he disappoints the fans, he needs to be ready to acknowledge Roman this Sunday WrestleMania. Paul Heyman cut a very good promo on this show. This, this was still not the best promo on this show, so there you go. Uh, Damian Priest versus Rey Mysterio. This match went another five minutes. Uh, Dominic crotches Rey on the top rope. It's a disqualification. Uh, this was not. This was a solid match until the finish. But hey, uh, first of all, Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio. Like Dominic is really getting a lot of heat, which I am really, really liking. And uh, yeah. This is cool. Uh, normally, I would rag on Dominic Mysterio, but over the past couple of weeks, he's been getting a lot of heat, so I necessarily cannot complain. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Oh, by the way, uh, Dominic cut a promo. He says um, he says something in Spanish about his mother and sister. I think he called his mother and sister. I think he called them. Did he call them bitches? I, th I believe. Oh, he says no. I'm sorry. He says he's taller and more handsome than his father. And he says, what kind of father hits his son? Dominic should have told his mother to shut up a long time ago. The crowd loudly chants, you suck. Dominic says he never said this out loud, but he wishes Eddie Guerrero was his father and Rey Mysterio never existed. The crowd booed heavily when he said that. Now that's heat. <laughs> that's heat. I don't care what no one says. That is heat. Jesus Christ. He says the Mysterio's name will belong to him at WrestleMania. Rams over Damian Priest. As I said earlier on, this match went five, six minutes. It was a DQ. I gave this match a five and logic probably a four. That's the best I can give for this match. Johnny Gargano, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson are excited to be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Road this Friday on SmackDown, which I will not review. We did get a video package of Andre the Giant, which was cool. 
Rick Boos get amped up, but Elias, who is on TV, he mentioned that he's also in it. Who cares? Elias says he's a lock to win it. <laughs> Elias says he's a lock to win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. <laughs> <laughs> he, he sees Dexter Loomis Elias then turns around again Bronson Reed is upside him now <laughs> Elias then turns He sees Bobby Lashley <laughs> So Bronson Reed on one side Dexter Loomis on the other Bobby Lashley's behind him <laughs> I wanted all three of these men To beat the fucking shit out of Elias I wanted all three of these men to beat up Elias. Holy shit. This man just said. He is a lock. A favorite. To win a battle royal. That means absolutely. Positively. Fucking nothing. Gunther versus Dolph Ziggler. This match went. Uh, five minutes. No ready. Gunther. Chopped the shit out of him. He done with a power bomb. Last sympathy for the win. All you need to know. Who cares? Let's move on. Gunther gets on the microphone. He says. Despite the grace of being forced to defend the IC title, this is the fate that awaits them at WrestleMania. Gunther sends tall with Imperium in the ring, which was great. A video showcasing WWE 2K23, which I have not bought yet. Um, it's a video, you know, it's, it's shown on Raw. Solo Sokoa versus Cody Rhodes. This match was great. Best match on this entire show. Um, I, I, I thought they were going to do a DQ, but you know what? I actually am glad they didn't do a DQ because then it would have given us another stupid finish, especially on this show. So, um, yeah, Cody Rhodes beat Solo Sokoa, and Solo Sokoa is no longer undefeated. Now, I have a question. If Solo Sokoa, like, I need Solo Sokoa to bounce back. I don't need him losing, like, three or four matches in a row after he loses to Cody Rhodes. That's what we do not need to happen. I know Triple H is protecting Solo, which is great, and that's fine. But once again, I'm worried about what happens with Solo rather than Cody Rhodes. So, there you go. Uh, this match was great. Best match of this entire show. I'm going to go over the, the match right now. <clears throat> Solo gets in the ring. Uh, Rhodes grabs him by the leg. He drops him to the ring post. Cody then punches Solo. He slams the leg off the ring post. Uh, Solo um, counters a disaster kick with a belly-to-belly -belly suplex, which was a great counter, by the way. Um, he knocks Cody off the apron into the commentary table. He goes to ringside. Rose bounces him off the announce table. Rose gets in the ring. He goes for a tope suicida. Solo counters into a sambo suplex onto the commentary table, which was awesome. And then he gets another one onto the table, which was a great, great visual. We come back. Solo applies a nerve hold. Rose fights out. He hits a back suplex. Uh, Solo fights out of the suplex. Oh, Cody ran for two back suplexes. Solo fights out. He forearms him. Solo um, splashes Rhodes down. Solo headbutts Rhodes. He punches him against the ropes. Solo answers with a headbutt. Rhodes fights back with a clothesline. Does a comeback. He slingshots him. He hits a snap power slam. He hits a disaster kick. And then he hit a Cody cutter. And Cody Rhodes is all fired up. Cody gets Solo to his feet. He hits a crossroads. But Solo gets a foot on the bottom rope. Paul Heyman uh, laughs at Cody. 
Cody goes for a moonsault. Solo moves. Heyman laughs. This t- Heyman laughs. Uh, he laughs loud on the outside. I don't know why. Solo's headbutts Rhodes. He goes for the Samoan spike. Cody has another Cody cutter. Usos come out. Solo super kicks Cody. His a spinning solo for a near fall, which nobody has kicked out of the spinning solo. Cody kicked out of it. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn brawl with the Usos on the outside. They take the Usos to back uh, to the backstage. Solo goes for a Samoan spike. Rhodes counters into another crossroads, and Cody Rhodes beats Solo Sokoa with two crossroads. And Cody Rhodes shouts at Paul Heyman. Crowds fire it up for Cody Rhodes, and the show goes off the air. This was a decent show, but um, some of the shit on this show was absolutely fucking ridiculous. This was a good main event, though. I gave this match a 8, and Logic, I gave it a 5. There you go. All right, everybody, this is Monday Night Raw. A uh, decent show this week, but other than that, some of the shit, like fucking Elias saying he'll win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. <laughs> Oh, man, that may be funnier than Daniel Garcia saying he was a locker room leader. (laughs) Oh, man, that's fucking hilarious. Anyway, speaking of Daniel Garcia, we're on to AEW Dynamite. We interrupt this broadcast of Rope Break to tell you that the artists whose music we play on certified bangers, you will wish they were still employed. And they will definitely not be get off my TV nominees or in this case get off my radio program. And, but yeah, as I say in the intro, have a roller coaster of music ranging from drum and bass. <laughs> In the pop. Pop and R&B. Let's talk about all of the things that women gotta endure just to get some love. Go beyond and above. Time I'll be braver. Soundtracks. Anything else that comes to the mind of the host, Chabu Chabnetamama. This is like, well, not, well, this is not um, Life of an Area Certified Band, but you can't listen to Life Open Radio Certified Bangers. When you're done listening to this episode of Rope Break, which we will now go back to. Over back to you, Ben. All right, enough about Raw. We're going to talk about AEW Dynamite for March 29th, 2023 in St. Louis, Missouri. This show is great. Easily the best show out of this entire wrestling week. Now, the reason why I say that is because a lot of stuff happened. 
There was a lot of good promos. There was a lot of good angles. And Brian Danielson came back. So, yeah. It's only fair I talk about it. Oh, by the way, I gotta mention this first. Super Card of Honor is March 31st. I will review that pay-per-view as an extra right here on the Roundup. That will be on a Monday. So I will review that show Monday and get that review out of the way. No Roundup next week, as I mentioned earlier on. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Anyway, we're on to AEW Dynamite, March 29th, 2023. Jungle Boy vs. Matt Hardy. This was a decent match. I didn't care about the match necessarily. Ethan Page distracted Jungle Boy. Hook came out. He choked out Ethan Page, and they brawled. Jack, uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry hit a Tobe Suicida. Then he hit a, a flatliner and then a normal elbow to the back of the head. Pretty much the cross hammer that Karrion Cross does. He beats Matt Hardy. Match, I gave it a five. Logic, one. Best I can give. Who cares? Because MJF comes out. MJF cuts the breath promo on this. Cut another great promo. <clears throat> MJF says, cut my music. He says, I'm going to keep it real with you, Jungle Boy. You said after our match at Double or Nothing 2020, you had the audacity to say I had it easy. Then I waltzed to the top of the card. You had the audacity to say this is the MJF show. You're right. My job's a joke. So pretty much he just buried the entire business right there. I get to come out here and obliterate these losers. I get on my jet and go back to Long Island. And then there's your career, Jack. It's been kind of mid. I give you credit because you worked and scratched your way up the card, blood, sweat, and tears for these fans. But I don't ever recall these people saying thank you to you, Jack. Too little, too late, St. Louis. You have every right to be pissed, but you have no right to be pissed at me or this company. You should be pissed at yourself. After a match at Double or Nothing 2020, I walked to the back, and for the first time in my career, I met a man inside this ring that I respected. So I swallowed my pride last night. Pardon me, that night, excuse me. I wish it was last night. So I swallowed my pride and shook your hand. MJ asks, do you remember what I said to you that night? Jungle Boy says, let me see if I can remember the advice that I got from MJF. You said, nice guys always finish last. And if I ever wanted to be big as successful as you, I'd have to ditch all my friends. MJF says, Ex that's exactly what I said. And you continue to hang out with your friends. All those guys held you back. And don't think your new pal Hook will be any better. You could have listened to me and we could have run this place. This could have not been just the MJF show, but the Jack Perry show. You had the good guy you had to be the good guy for these people? Where was being a where's being a good guy gotten you? Because three years later I'm the man that is the world heavyweight champion, and you're still Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy cut a great promo. He says, A long time ago I thought somehow anyway you and I will be friends. I wish I could talk like you. I wish I had the confidence that you had. Had and have, excuse me. I wish that I didn't care about lying and stabbing people in the back to get what I want. But that ain't me. But if my road to the top of the mountain is harder because of it, then so be it. But when I become champion, at least I won't wake up every day alone every day and hate the person I see in the mirror. MJF says, that was really good. Congrats, it took you only four years to learn how to talk. At one point in time, I thought maybe we could be friends, but not now, because you're a disappointment and you're weak. Jack Perry beats his ass, MJF walks away. Great, great in-ring segment. What a fantastic in-ring segment this was. This was awesome. Alex Marvez is back. 
He interviews uh, Kenny Omega and Don Callis. Don Callis says he apologized to Adam Page for what happened last week. And Don Callis plugs in the match between Omega and Jeff Cobb. There you go. Oh, fuck. This next segment. Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, Jake Hager. They're hanging out with the Acclaim and Billy Gunn. So apparently, uh, the Acclaim, they're getting milkshakes from the JAS and all this other shit. First of all, Angelo Parker, Matt Menard, and Jake Hager, you guys still suck! Get the fuck off my TV! The Acclaim, get off TV! Billy Gunn, get off TV! The Acclaim said they'll give their answer next week about whether or not they joined the Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> oh man, the Acclaim will be fucking... Oh man, y'all will be fucking buried if y'all get into JAS. Holy shit, y'all will be buried. Trios match. Don Castle and the boys of Brandon and Brent versus the Blackpool Combat Club with Claudio Castagnoli, John Moxley, and Willie Uta. There was a lot of Blackpool Combat Club uh, beatdowns on this show. Awesome. Great. Call them the Beatdown Combat Club. <laughs> Never mind the Blackpool Combat Club. Call them the Beatdown Combat Club. <laughs> Don Cows and the boys, they lost. This match went six minutes. I gave this match a five. Logic, I gave it a four. That's the best I can give for this match. The Blackpool Combat Club beat the shit out of Golden Castle and the boys. That's all you need to know. Alex Marvez with Adam Page. Alex Marvez, actually, yeah, Alex Marvez had approximately two segments on this show. No Renee Paquette in sight. Okay. Um, Alex Marvez talks to Hangman. He, he asked Page who attacked him last week, and Hangman seemed confident it was the Blackpool Combat Club. Don Callis interrupted. He says... You want to apologize to Paige. The Blackpool Combat Club attack Adam Page. They beat up Don Callis as well. So there you go. Kenny Omega versus Jeff Cobb for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. This match was great. Best match on this entire show. By leaps and bounds. Oh, this match was great. How can I even review this match? It's Jeff Cobb who's 320 pounds. Against Kenny Omega. How could I review this match? How? Omega did a Hurricane Rana. Omega hit a Terminator dive on Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb spiked Omega with a running brain buster, which was awesome. Um, Omega was clutching his ribs. Cobb, uh, Jeff Cobb suplexes Omega. Jeff Cobb attempts another suplex. Omega lands on his feet. Omega now Cobb with a, a normal knee strike for a 2 count. Jeff Cobb got on his feet. He dropped kick Kenny Omega. First of all, that is 200. That is near. That is a 300 pound man drop kicking Kenny Omega. Holy shit! Come on, man. Omega rock, uh, rock Jeff Cobb with two snapdragon suplexes. He hit a third snapdragon suplexes. Jeff Cobb hit a lariat, and they sell. Jeff Cobb headbutt Omega. He hit him with a delayed vertical suplex. Jeff Cobb smashed Kenny with a standing moonsault press. Jesus fucking Christ! Come on, bro. Can Jeff Cobb be on my TV more? Holy hell. Come on, man. Come on, man. Jeff Cobb is amazing. Cobb cracked Kenny with a V-trigger of his own, which was awesome. Jeff Cobb looking for the Tour of the Islands. Omega counter with a V-trigger and then the one-wing angel for the win. This match was great. I gave this match an eight and a half and logic. I'll give it a six. 
There you go. After the words, the Beatdown Combat Club, no longer the... Well, they might as well be the Beatdown Combat Club. They are the Blackpool Combat Club. They beat the shit out of Kenny Omega. Brian Danielson's back. Brian Danielson, they uh, tell Moxley and the guys, chill out, I got it. But then he attacks Kenny Omega. And they beat the shit out of Kenny Omega. And it was awesome. Brian Danielson put in the, the label lock. It was Mox. Moxley was beating him down. Claudio beating him down. So the Blackpool Combat Club are now heels. They're like the best heels right now in the company. And it's awesome. They're beating down every, fucking everybody. And I've been... And I actually... Believe it or not, everybody. I've been wanting this since last year. And the reason why I say that is because... You know, they tried to go with the route where William Regal was with them, right? So, I feel like they should have turned heel. I don't understand why they never turned heel. They should have been heel a long time ago. And now, all of a sudden, they, they're awesome. I, I am really liking this angle right now. I'm serious. I really like this angle. I mean, I, I've, I've ragged on Willie Yuta before, but hey... Will you, you know, he can wrestle in the ring. So I really can't take anything away from the guy. So that's me. But other than that, this was great. Great match between Kenny Omega and Jeff Cobb. Speaking of something that was not great, the guns. Austin and Conan Gunn, they're backstage, cut a promo. They ran down FTR and they say next week it will be career versus titles. FTR versus the guns next week on AEW Dynamite, which... Um, I will not review, but I will talk about AEW Dynamite, um, next week. So, there you go. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus The Butcher. <sighs> Guys in the truck, y'all know what to do. Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of What the Fuck Did He Do To Get A Title Shot? Your question of the week. What the fuck did The Butcher do to get an AEW International Championship match? Here are your multiple choice answers at this time. A. He beat up A. Orange Cassidy on AEW Dark. B. The Butcher attacked Orange Cassidy last week on Dynamite. C. The Butcher lost last week and Tony Khan made this decision. You all have 10 seconds to figure this out. Alright everybody, we're back and we're gonna review we're gonna um, talk about our answer choices very quickly. Once again, here's our answer choices. A butcher the butcher attacked Orange Cassidy on AEW Dark. B the butcher got attacked attacked Orange Cassidy last week on Dynamite. C the Butcher lost in that six-man tag team match last week and Tony Khan made this match. If you guess C, Tony Khan made this match because the Butcher lost last week. You are correct. And that concludes another edition of What the Fuck Did He Do To Get A Title Shot? Back to your regularly scheduled programming. And FUCK Rick Knox. Orange Cassidy versus the Butcher. They attacked Orange Cassidy before the match. Stephon Smith, by the way, your referee for this match. Stephon Smith, get off my TV! And don't think I don't know what happened on Rampage Stephon Smith. 
Hold on, hold on everybody, before I go over this match, Stefan Smith, I'm about to get on your ass! I saw that match between Brody King and Jake Hager on Rampage, where you fucked up on the goddamn finish! I saw that shit! You should be embarrassed on yourself! Why the fuck are you a referee in my fucking company? No wonder why you suck, no wonder why you're a referee, and no wonder why you're a nominee for the Get Off My TV Referee Awards for the month of March. You fucking suck! Get off my fucking television! Some of my bitch! Fuck you, Stefan Smith! You're terrible! <clears throat> Excuse me, I had to, had to go off on him. All you need to know, Orange Cassidy hit the DDT, Best Friends come out, who are still employed, The Butcher, still employed, The Blade, still employed, Orange Cassidy, still employed, Trot Chuck Taylor, still employed, Dan Housen, still employed, Trent Barretta, still employed, Trent hit Butcher and Black with a crowbar, Orange Cassidy can't even beat The Butcher clean, because of fucking Trent Barretta! No rating for this match! Get out of here. No rating. This shit sucks. That match was terrible. Who cares? Ruby Soho versus Willow Nightingale. This match was actually good. Willow Nightingale came out a lot more serious, and she didn't smile on the way to the ring. Great. Um, so Willow Nightingale and Ruby Soho had a good match. Ruby, sacked. Ruby actually slapped Willow in the face, and she dropped Ruby with a sidewalk slam. Willow used her power. She body slammed Ruby Soho. Nightingale smashed Ruby in the corner with forearms. That's rough and distracted. Soraya hit Willow with some knees, which was ridiculous. Soho used a snap suplex on Willow. Willow hoisted up Ruby. Soho and dumped her with a Death Valley driver, which was cool. Tony Storm came out. Of course she does. Um, Ruby Soho rocked Willow with the with two no future kicks. Willow counted the destination unknown with a pounce, which was cool. Willow looked for the doctor bomb. Tony Storm interfered. The um, referee did not even see her. And then Ruby uh, pinned Willow Nightingale with her both feet on the ropes. So, there you go. I gave this match a 6, and Logic, I gave it a 3. There was too much Outcast interference. That's why it's a 3. After the match, the Outcasts were attempting to break Willow's leg. Riho Sky Blue ran out. Riho came out. Jamie Hayter ran off. Jamie Hayter came out. So, Jamie Hayter and Rio. Jamie Hayter and Riho, excuse me. Um, I believe they're having a match for the championship next week. I believe. Um, I will talk about Dynamite next week, but I will not review necessarily AEW Dynamite. So, uh, yeah. Other than that, this was this was this is the typical uh, babyface booking for AEW. Riho and Sky Blue, who has not Riho and Sky Blue. Riho, by the way, has not been wrestling in matches, so I don't know what the hell is going on. Can Riho be in a match? So, yeah, anyway. Alright, everybody. This was actually a solid match. We actually had a solid main event this time. Adam Cole is back. Adam Cole versus Daniel Garcia. In the main event. Great. Um, I, I really, you know, Adam Cole shouldn't, Adam Cole took like two power drivers in this match. Like, like he was focused, like, Daniel Garcia like Paul drove Adam Cole like Adam Cole just came back from concussion like symptoms and y'all doing Paul drivers I don't understand it 
Can y'all stop doing pile drivers in AEW unless unless you're telling a bigger story and trying to break the man's neck again, Daniel Garcia. Stop doing pile drivers in AEW, please. You don't see Kenny Omega doing fucking pile drivers, do you? No. Adam Cole took down Garcia with a side headlock. Uh, Garcia then hit a pile driver, and Cole rolled out a side three. Cole, Adam Cole tried to build a comeback. He had a neck breaker, which was cool. Darren Garcia tossed Cole on his neck with a German. Cole fired back with a super kick. Garcia ducked the knee strike. He countered with elbows that targeted Cole's neck. So apparently, uh, it's a part of the story, which I can agree. But Darren Garcia did not need to do two or three pile drivers to Adam Cole. That's what I did not like. Because Adam Cole just came back. Adam Cole's neck can seriously be broken here. Cole went for the Panama Sunrise. Garcia rolled through on the uh, move. Garcia then stuffed Adam Cole with a trapped arm pile driver, which was awesome. Cole found the strength to hit the Panama Sunrise. And then he hit the last shot. He lowered the boom. Of course he does. Um, Cabo still calls it the last shot. I call it the boom. It's the same goddamn move. Don't even don't even try to correct me. Adam Cole wins. Britt Baker comes out. Uh, she hugs Adam Cole. There you go. I gave this match a 7. Logic, I gave it a 5. Best I can give for this match. Uh, Jericho came out. He helped Darren Garcia to the back. And Chris Jericho, you notice this. Chris Jericho did not make any kind of eye contact with Adam Cole. None. So, uh, yeah. Jericho and Adam Cole, they're going to feud. Now, my question is, Adam Cole... Like, I, I don't know why Adam Cole needs to face Chris Jericho, because Jericho's been losing more than usual. So, yeah. Other than that, this was a good show of AEW Dynamite. And, um, yeah, this was a very good show. I gave this show, really, a 7.5. Logic, I gave it a 4. Yeah. Other than that, this was, great. this was a great show. And that is the end of our roundup for roundup number 10. I hope you guys enjoyed this roundup, as I said earlier on, next week there won't be any roundups, but there will be a Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor review that will be out Monday. So look out for that for Ring of Honor, and I will review that show. And I heard a lot of good stuff are, are happening in Ring of Honor, as some of you may have already noticed or haven't noticed already. Ring of Honor now has their Honor Club deal, which is a streaming service. It's a subscription service, kind of. So... Yeah, they're doing really good, and, you know, they're doing a lot of good stuff on the show. So I really can't complain. So yes, I will review Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. That will come out on Monday. That will be literally the Raw after WrestleMania, which I will not review, unfortunately, because, as I said earlier on, roundups next week, nah, can't do it. We gotta, we're going to talk about WrestleMania Night 1 next week, so look out for that. But until next week... Until WrestleMania review, I'm Ben Charles on behalf of Cabo and Josh Jenkins. I'll see y'all next week for WrestleMania Night 1. So long, everybody.